Check the boxes, do the things. Cybersecurity insurance forms, let's talk about them. Welcome back to Brain Bites. I'm Blake Boyd, and joining me as always is James Green. James, how are we doing today? Doing well as always as well. Always as always. Always as well. Always as well. Always as well. Great to have you back here again on another episode of Brain Bites. Today, we're talking about something that... I guess, again, not a lot of people uh, outside of business owners have to deal with, but James and I uh, oh, yes. and my team have to hear it, Becca, have to deal with it quite a bit. So we, today we're talking about cybersecurity insurance, um, more specifically cybersecurity liability insurance, um, and the forms that come with them prior to signing a policy document, Yep. right? So one of the things that the client success department here at Becca does is assist our clients with filling out these forms that come in for cybersecurity liability insurance. And it's basically just a questionnaire from your insurer looking to see what safeguards or what practices you're taking to protect yourself from some sort of cybersecurity event, right? right? And in the past, they were... I guess loosely loose questionnaires just kind of well, hey, tell you, us what you you're doing. doing. Yeah. yeah, you have passwords, right? You're good. You're good on passwords. All right, cool. And it, you're good. And it, I guess what we were seeing is they didn't really make a huge impact on the policy decision from right. the from the insurer. It was more just you know it's it's sort of like the exact same stuff they ask you with life insurance or with health insurance, right? They you if you want a life insurance policy, you have to do the like interview where they're like, "Hey, do you skydive and, you know, yeah. juggle machetes?" And do you smoke? How often do you drink? Yeah. All the the different variables in your daily life that could affect your life insurance policy. Right, because they're trying to determine if you're going to be a high risk where they're going to have to pay out this life insurance policy at a more you know, if they're going to have to pay it out sooner than they would expect, right. or if it's a term policy ever at all, yep. right? So they're trying to gauge whether your business is a high or low risk when it comes to cybersecurity, you know, and this kind of thing with auto insurance, you don't necessarily have to do because your driving record speaks for itself, right? They, you know, the underwriting of auto insurance, it takes into account a lot of statistics on the particular car you drive, which is why it's more expensive to, you know, insure sports cars versus not sports cars, because statistically, people drive them faster and get in more crashes, right? Yep. But then your driving record, you know, also states whether you get a lot of speeding tickets, if you're in a lot of accidents, there's not necessarily a driver's <laughs> driving record for yeah, no. companies. Now, it'd be great if we could build some sort of like crypto record, whether your company gets crypto a lot or not. But today doesn't exist. Nope. Um, James and I call a patent on that. If, <laughs> no, one, no one else go invent that yet. Um, so these forms, like I said before, you know, a couple of years ago, they were just kind of loose, loose generalizations of tell us what you do about cybersecurity defense, right? Yep. Now, I'd say in the last eight months, these forms that we're getting are incredibly specific. And they range the gamut from file formats. Some are still PDF with a few <laughs> checkboxes. Some are Word documents. Some are Excel files that you have to fill out. Yeah, that can be very frustrating. But they are incredibly specific when it comes to the questions that they're asking you. Yep. I mean, we we not only get, do you have multi-factor authentication enabled? Some of these insurers actually have full addendums to the original form for MFA. Yep. We have a, a whole second form that we have to ask questions on and fill out about what MFA policies do you have? Do you have MFA on all external access, on all privileged accounts? Do you have it on non-privileged accounts? Internal, external. So many specific questions. And 
we're answering them. And, you know, as the, as the providers, as the service providers at Becca, we have to answer them, you know, obviously truthfully. Yes. So as real quick too. to that point. Never lie on a cybersecurity insurance form. Right. I mean, it's period. It's, I would call it worse than lying on a resume, right? You lie, you lie yeah. on a resume and you might get a job you're not qualified for and you could fake it till you make it, right? You lie on your cybersecurity liability insurance forms. They write you a policy under the guise, under the assumption that you have these safeguards in place and then you have a cybersecurity event. You're not going to get insurance to help you at all because when right. they come in to do their forensic analysis and they see that you were compromised because you didn't have MFA on external access and you said you did, they're not going to pay the policy. They're not paying anything for you there. So, And I feel like they're starting to understand that a lot of times business owners are thinking about this for the very first time when looking at these forms. So there, there's not all, there, it's not just black and white, not just yes and no. There's the yes, there's the no, and they're the, for some of the forms, no, but we're, these are the steps we're taking. Or yes, we're thinking about it. Yes, it's going to be implemented. Things like that. Yeah, we've seen a couple that have an in-progress box right. that you can check. And then they obviously want some you know, some clarification on that. When, when are you think it'll be done? Right. When, you know, what all that is. But we've actually started to see insurers deny policies because they didn't like the answers they got. Yep. And so, so we're starting to see in the industry, in the IT industry, that insurance agencies are starting to drive the behaviors of companies when it comes to cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. And Thankfully, they, they do tend to be in line with what Becca and other IT service providers out there see as best practices. Um, but it's been very helpful for us because now we're able to start going to our clients and saying, hey, you know, based on the information we saw at these other clients, insurance providers are starting to deny claims or deny policies based on this information. Maybe we need to start focusing on this. And we're, we're able to help our clients be ahead of that form when they get it. Right. But it's, it's interesting to see that, cl- that insurance agencies are starting to deny policies or not even write the policy in the first place based on your answers to these questions. Yeah, and I think is uh, obviously a lot of these forms are getting a little bit beefier, a little more questions based on what has publicly been made public uh, as far as uh, cybersecurity incidents. Um, you know, if you watch the news, you hear more and more and more companies, high-profile companies that are getting uh, cryptoed or or infiltrated somehow, and so it's becoming more of a hot button item, and therefore insurance companies are saying, "Oh, we really need to make sure that we're taking proper steps here." Right, and it's, I mean, again, the stuff that they're asking for isn't super hard stuff to do no. um, necessarily. Now, some of it is definitely user impacting and is inconvenient uh, at times and just changes workflows uh, a bit. But what they're asking for is pretty generalized IT best practice, right? MFA, uh, multi-factor authentication on pretty much everything. Yep. Um, security awareness training. What's your backup look like? What's your continuity plan look yep. like? What's your disaster recovery look like? Password policies, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, these are all, I mean, honestly, this, these are all foundational items that should be a part of a business. Right, honestly, you go through the... Brainbytes backlog. I think we've done an episode on pretty much everything that a yep. cybersecurity liability insurance uh, due diligence form asks. Uh, but it's it's just again, like I said, it's interesting to see that they're starting that in, that insurance is starting to drive behavior um, of companies. And I think this goes into the broader conversation that's happening in the IT industry right now that regulation is 
definitely coming to IT yep. soon. I mean, we joke all the time that the person who cuts your hair <laughs> has to have more state regulation completed than any of our engineers or techs that hold the keys to all of your data, right? We have we have the ability to remote into customer servers and these are, you know, and some of our clients are publicly traded firms. We have the ability to remote into their servers and don't technically require any sort of state regulation or state certificate or anything like that. Yet you go to Great Clips and the person who's cutting your hair is is legally required to have their license displayed, their cosmetology yep. license displayed before they're allowed to cut your hair, which is just comical in in this sense. There's obviously reasons behind that. And there's and IT is a much newer industry than cosmetology. But right. um, but it, the fact that insurance, which is a government regulated industry, mm-hmm. uh, heavily government regulated industry, is starting to drive behaviors in a non regulated industry. It's starting to show like the fact that regulation coming to IT is very, very close to happening. It's just a matter of time at this point. And honestly, it, it's it's probably not a bad thing. No, not um, at all. The fact that companies are able to control into your IT and and have access to it without any sort of formal process i mean obviously we have you know onboarding and processes here to background check employees and we do everything possible to make sure that we're not putting anybody at risk but having that extra level of oversight is probably not a bad thing yep Um, thank you again for tuning in to this episode of brain bites we hope you learned a little bit and uh, if you do happen to find yourself staring down uh, a cybersecurity liability insurance horribly formatted excel document uh, at any point we hope that you can refer back to this, kind of understand why they're asking for it, and then maybe scroll back through the backlog and get some answers as to specifically what some of that stuff is. There we go. Thanks. See you next time.